Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 46, Yawanda and the Frozen Flood of Timbuktu. I'm Maria Kalanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And in today's episode, we are going to travel to Timbuktu. Now, Timbuktu is a place that you often hear in reference. People will say things like, oh, they're in Timbuktu meaning it's a faraway place, but I never really knew where it was or if it was even a real place. And in fact, it is. And you're going to find out all about it. And I'm going to tell you a couple fun facts before we get started with the story about Timbuktu. Um, It's actually a city that is located in the Sahara Desert in Mali which is a country in the northwestern part of Africa. So Timbuktu is very real, and it is in Africa. And unfortunately, it seems to either get an extreme drought where there's no water, or floods where there's way too much water flooding the city. So it is not necessarily a good situation, but that is what happens in Timbuktu. They get one extreme or the other. And one last interesting fact is that aardvarks live there. And you're going to meet an aardvark in this story. Quite the saucy aardvark. And his name is Alec. And when researching, I found out that aardvarks can eat up to 60,000 ants and termites in one night because they have very, very long, sticky tongues sounds very disgusting to me, but I'm sure they enjoy their ant dinner. So on to the story. And before I go on to that, uh, just two quick things. One is I just want to thank once again, everybody who has taken the time to leave reviews on iTunes. It means so much to me. And just when you actually write things out and I get to see them, it just, it means a lot to me. And I read them every day and look for new ones. And I just saw the one from Prince and the Revolution. And oh my gosh, you know, you made me cry. It just touched my heart. So thank you for taking the time to actually write that out and tell me your thoughts and put it as a review. I just really, really appreciate it. And you can, if you don't know how to leave reviews on iTunes, if you go to gooptales.com forward slash reviews, you can get directions on how to do that. It's pretty simple. And... Lastly, what was, oh, this is a big announcement. I'm super excited. And my um, lovely assistant, Tanya, who helps me with tech things and web things, told me that I could make this announcement today because she's been working on this, is that we are now going to have Goop t-shirts available. So you can get a t-shirt with your favorite Goop on it. And on the front will be the line drawing of the Goop. And on the back is the little poem about the goop. And they come in four different colors, black, red, blue, or heather gray. And they're in kids and adult sizes. So we're super excited about that. So you can go to shop.gooptails.com. And I'll tell you again at the end of the story, that link. And I'm also going to put a link on Goop Tales of how to get to the shop. I just have to have Tanya do that. But anyway, super exciting. So if you get a Goop Tales t-shirt, I want to see your photo in it. So that's it for right now. Let's get started with the story 
and I will see you on the other side. Yuanda had the kind of looks you read about in fairy books. She was as sweet as she was fair, so she was welcome everywhere. And therefore, everywhere she went, nor stopped to ask her ma's consent. Once upon a time, there was a queenly young goop girl named Yuanda. She had long golden hair and was almost always draped in regal dresses. Her beautiful clothing matched the golden crown that she put on her head every day. Yuanda liked to think of herself as a benevolent queen who was always ready to help those around her. Her heart was as golden as her crown. Always close behind Yuanda was her loyal toy horse, Maximilian. Maximilian followed Yuanda everywhere she went. He really didn't have a choice because she pulled him on a little cord attached to the platform he was glued to. Maximilian had been on more adventures than he could keep track of because Yuanda was a wanderer without boundaries. If something or someone caught Yuanda's eye, she would wander away from home without telling anyone. Yuanda's mother was forever worried about her because she never knew whether Yuanda was safe at home or whether she had just wandered away to follow a butterfly with Maximilian. Yuanda had many goop friends, but Zimsnees was one of her favorites. He was always dressed like a royal drummer and carried his drum with him wherever he went. Whenever he met up with Yuanda, he would do a drum roll and she would make a grand entrance with her head held high and her crown tightly in place, just like royalty. She loved it. The two of them together made quite the regal pair. One glorious summer evening, Yuanda and Zimsnees made plans to sneak out after dark and make their way to the fairy woods. It was the night before a full moon, and it was said that on the eve of a full moon, the fairies gathered in a secret hiding spot and released tiny lanterns into the sky. Each lantern had fairy dust and was filled with love. The fairies held a secret ceremony before every full moon and then sent out the lanterns to the, all the corners of the earth to spread love, wonder, and joy. Come on, Zim Sneeze. I want to arrive in our hiding spot before the fairies start their ceremony. I'm afraid if they see us, they will disappear, said Yuanda as she hurried out her bedroom window with Maximilian close behind. Okay, okay, let's go. I will lead the way for you. I don't want you wandering away, replied Zim Sneeze as he looked directly at Yuanda with an arched eyebrow. So off they went in single file. First Zimsnees, then Yuanda, and then Maximilian. Zimsnees led with quiet confidence and got them into their hiding place just in time. Yuanda was so excited, she felt she would explode. 
She had never seen a fairy before, and now she would see hundreds, she hoped. Zimsnees and Yuwanda were well hidden behind a large rock when they heard a buzzing sound. They both popped their heads up and peered over the edge of the rock, but all they could see was darkness. Where are they? whispered Yuwanda. Zimsnees shrugged his shoulders and said, Listen. They both listened as the buzzing sound grew louder, but there was still nothing to see but darkness. Yawanda started to feel a little bit restless and wandered around to the front of the rock to get a closer look. Yawanda, get back here, whispered Zimsnees. Yawanda didn't reply. She was already out of earshot and wandering around in the dark as the humming sound grew louder. Then, one by one, tiny lights began to sparkle. First one, then another, and another, and another, until there were hundreds of tiny sparkling lights that floated up into the air. Each light was attached to a small paper lantern and rose into the air like feathers floating up to the stars above. It was a stunning sight, and unlike anything Yuwanda had ever seen. There were still no fairies, and the humming sound was beginning to disappear. Come on, Maximilian, follow me. I know the fairies are here, and I want to see them before they disappear, whispered Yuwanda in the dark. Then she quickly scurried towards the closest lantern as it was lifted into the sky. We missed that one. But what about that one? There's another one over there. Yuwanda whispered as she ran to another lantern. As Yuwanda approached the lantern, she saw the tiniest edge of a beautiful wing poking out from the other side. A fairy, she thought to herself silently, with a huge surge of excitement. She quickly poked her head around the lantern to catch a glimpse of the fairy. But instead, the wing disappeared, and the lantern started to float upwards. Without thinking, Yuwanda reached up and grabbed the lantern, feeling sure she could pull it down. But instead, it pulled her up, up, and away into the night sky. Chapter 2 Yuwanda clung tight to the lantern with one hand and held on to Maximilian with the other. It was a starry, starry night, and she was floating in the middle of it. She glanced around at all the tiny fairy lights glowing in the sky and turned to Maximilian and said, I don't know if it gets any better than this. Let's enjoy the ride. Maximilian let out the tiniest neigh in agreement. They continued to float through the night until glimpses of dawn lit up the sky with the rising sun. Yuwanda let go of the lantern to shield her eyes as the blinding sunlight filled the sky and down, down she tumbled until she landed on the softest sand she had ever felt. Maximilian! 
Are you all right? asked Yuanda as she looked down at the string attached to Maximilian, only to see he wasn't there. I am more than all right. I am finally my true self, said a calming nearby voice. Yuanda looked around, half expecting to see her tiny toy horse, although she knew the voice didn't belong to him. Instead, she saw a golden, serene camel with his face hovering over her. Maximilian, is that you? she asked. It is. Not what you expected. And I have to say, I'm rather surprised myself. I made a wish while floating away from the fairy lamp that I wanted to find Timbuktu, replied Maximilian, the camel. Really? Why Timbuktu? asked Yuanda, who was stunned by his answer. Because every time you wander away and disappear from home, I hear your mother say you must have gone to Timbuktu. And I've always wondered where that was. Now I know, said Maximilian, as he pointed to a sign that said Timbuktu Sahara Desert. I can assure you that I have never been to the Sahara or Timbuktu before, replied Yuanda, as she thought about her poor mother, who was always so worried over her. But I am quite delighted that you are with me and that you are a camel. I think that will come in very useful, said Yuanda as she straightened herself up, dusted herself off, and adjusted her crown. I would say a camel would be very useful for you, princess, called out a saucy little voice. Yuanda straightened her back just a little bit more upon hearing the word princess. Then she turned in the direction of the saucy little voice and was met with the most curious creature she had ever laid eyes on. He had the body of a pig, the ears of a rabbit, the tongue of an anteater, and the tail of a kangaroo. Yuanda's eyes almost popped from her head. Settle down, princess. I know you've never seen an aardvark before. Nothing to get alarmed about. I'm harmless. Well, unless you're an ant, in which case I will eat you. But clearly you aren't an ant, so nothing to worry about. Allow me to introduce myself. Alec Ardvark of Timbuktu. Now that all that is out of the way, I'm guessing you have landed in Timbuktu because maybe, say, a fairy dropped you? Asked Alec as he looked Yuanda directly in the eye with his tongue hanging out. Yuanda's eyes started to grow large again. Princess, don't pop out your eyeballs. Just answer the question because time is of the essence. Those fairies don't mess around. It, it, it was a fairy, well, a fairy light, stammered Yuanda. Yeah, I thought so. This isn't good. That means a flood is coming. It's either flood or drought here in Timbuktu. We can never catch a break. While Alec was speaking, Yuanda caught sight of a nearby mud brick mosque, and she started to wander off to explore. Alec called after her, Princess, princess, you need to stop wandering and start listening to me. 
Yuanda barely heard him as she meandered toward the mosque with Maximilian right behind her. She was in her own little world. But that didn't last long. Princess! She heard Alex scream. And as she looked back, she saw rain pour from the sky and a flood of water coming straight for her. Chapter 3 The water was flooding at her fast and furious. Yuanda wasn't one to move quickly, but her tiny legs flew as she ran towards the mud mosque with Maximilian the camel hot on her heels. Maximilian, run! She screamed as she approached the mosque. The mud mosque had large wooden pegs poking out from the walls that went all the way to the top. Yuanda grabbed onto a peg and started pulling herself upwards, using the pegs as a ladder. When she finally reached the rooftop of the mosque, Yuanda looked around the city of Timbuktu, where the villagers were busy in the local market. But there was no flood water in the market or anywhere in Timbuktu that Yuanda could see. Then she carefully walked to the edge of the rooftop and looked down at the wall she had just ascended, and far below, she saw a flood of water frozen in time. The flood had just stopped, and it wasn't moving. Yuwanda had never seen anything like it. She gasped out loud, and then thought to herself, Did I cause this? As she remembered Alec telling her that the fairies didn't mess around. This is all my fault, she thought to herself. I need to find a way to turn that flood water back around. It can't get to the village. It will wash everyone away. I need help. Where's Maximilian? Where's that Alec Aardvark? Yuanda was all alone and panic was starting to set in. She was stuck on top of a mosque with a frozen flood of water below her. Her first inclination was to wander over the rooftop and find a way down the other side. So off she started, and then she stopped. I think this is what caused this in the first place. My wandering away. I need to sit here a moment and think before I just wander off again. So Yuwanda sat still for the first time in a very long time, and she gave the whole situation a very good think. I have a frozen flood beneath me. The fairies are trying to teach me a lesson. And Maximilian and Alec are nowhere in sight. And I'm in Timbuktu, she thought to herself. Now what am I supposed to do with all that info? Hmm. That's a very good question and a very wise question. And I'm so glad you stopped to ask it, princess she heard a familiar voice answer. Yuwanda turned around to come face to face with Alec the Aardvark. Oh, Alec, I am so happy to see you, she squealed as she ran over to give him a hug. All right, princess, let's not go overboard. I mean, I know I'm pretty swell, but really, this is too much, princess, said Alec as Yuwanda released him from a tight embrace. Oh, Alec, did you see the frozen flood? 
I don't know what to do. And what about Maximilian? First I turned him into a camel, and now I've lost him. How am I going to turn the flood around and find Maximilian? Alec just sat and stared at Ywanda as his long kangaroo tail swung back and forth. He was silent as he sat and thought. Ywanda could hardly stand it, and she started to wander away. Princess, don't you think you should stick around and help me figure a way out of this mess? snapped Alec. Ywanda was so used to wandering away that she didn't even realize what she was doing. She immediately stopped and said, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to do. Well, that's why I'm here, princess. That is why I'm here. But we need to think fast. That flood stopped because you stopped. But that won't last for long. I would say we have about mm, 10 minutes left before that flood starts full force again. Yuwanda looked around in terror as her mind raced. She felt Alec hold her hand and immediately calm down a little. She stood still, closed her eyes, and took a few deep breaths. And then she turned to Alec and said, I have an idea. Chapter 4 Well, all right, princess. Now you're talking. Do tell, what is your idea? Replied Alec. Maximilian is the sweetest, most loyal horse. Of course, right now he is a camel, and we can use that to our advantage, explained Yuwanda. Yuwanda then went on to tell Alec that she had once done a special school report on camels, and she remembered several key facts. One, camels had very strong hearing, and two, a thirsty camel could drink up to 135 liters of water in one sitting. Alex scrunched up his forehead, waiting for her to say more. Yuwanda just stared at him with a huge smile. Then she burst out laughing. <laughs> the flood isn't actually frozen water. It's just frozen in time. We just need to get Maximilian and a caravan of camels to trot on over here and start drinking before our time runs out. Or before the fairies unfreeze the flood, said Yuwanda. Alec grinned and said, Not bad, princess, not bad. But we still need to find Maximilian and his camel friends. Yuwanda turned and pointed towards the town of Timbuktu, where there was a large flock of camels congregating on the outskirts of the market. I know how social Maximilian is. I feel sure he is there. And now that he is a camel, his hearing has to be excellent, said Yuwanda. Then she held her hands to her mouth and sang out, Maximilian, Maximilian, in the most charming voice that Alec had ever heard. One of the camels in the flock immediately looked up and towards the mud mosque and Yuwanda, and she knew instantly that it was Maximilian. Listen to me, Maximilian, 
I need for you to gather all of your new camel friends and follow the sound of my voice. We need your help now. There is no time to lose, called Juwanda. Then she sang out, Maximilian, come this way, if ever again you want to neigh. Maximilian, bring your flock, just have them follow you on a short walk. Maximilian, you will all come and drink, we need you, you are the missing link. Maximilian, we will soon return home, where you will be free to roam. Maximilian, I love you, and when this is through, you will be a horse safe back in Goop World. The entire time Yuwanda sang, Alec listened to her in awe, until her final line, and he couldn't help but burst out. Princess! That last bit didn't rhyme. I did my best, <laughs> laughed Juwanda. And then she pointed down below, where they watched as a giant flock of camels gulped down the flood water that was frozen in time. Alec turned to Yuwanda and gave a tiny bow. I gotta hand it to you, princess. Well done. Well done. Maybe you really are a princess. Yuwanda just turned to Alec and winked and said, Soon it will be time for me to wander away home. Thank you, Alec, for everything. Now, when I hear my mother say, Timbuktu, I will think of you, she said with a wink. Then she looked down and watched as the flock of camels sucked down liter after liter of flood water. Yuwanda held up her index finger and motioned for Maximilian to come to the edge of the mosque. Then she turned and gave Alec a hug goodbye as his face turned beet red. Yuwanda carefully made her way down the wooden pegs and on to Maximilian's back. She nestled into his camel hump and whispered into his ear as Alec watched from the rooftop. Then Maximilian sped away at the speed of a stallion, leaving only a poof of dust behind. Yuwanda and Maximilian rode through the Sahara Desert until a sandstorm picked them up and carried them back to Goop World. Yuwanda felt her feet on firm ground and rubbed the sand away from her dusty eyes. She looked around to find Maximilian, but saw nothing until she felt a nudge at her feet. And there was the tiny toy horse, Maximilian, on his little wheel platform. Only this time, there was something different about him. Yuwanda leaned down and took a closer look. Maximilian had the longest eyelashes she had ever seen, and they were covered in dust. She smiled to herself, recalling Timbuktu and Maximilian the camel. And then she remembered Zimsneez. Yes, I must find Zimsneez immediately and tell him all about Timbuktu, she thought to herself. But Zimsneez had fallen into Niagara Falls and was nowhere to be found. But that is a tale for another time. 
So that was it for this episode of Goop Tales, Yawanda and the Frozen Flood of Timbuktu. So if you enjoyed this story, I would love it if you would go to iTunes and leave a review. And if you don't know how to do that, you can just go to gooptales.com forward slash reviews. And now you can go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 46 and you can see the photos that go with this story and see you Wanda, uh, some pictures of Timbuktu, the mosque and Alec. And you can also go to shop.gooptales.com and get a Goop Tales t-shirt. You can pick, pick out your favorite goop and have it printed on a t-shirt of your color choice. So I will also get a link put up on gooptales.com to the shop. So it'll be a little easier to find that way. And you can also get a free Goop Tales coloring book, a download at gooptales.com. So that is it for this time. I'm super excited about the t-shirts and hope that I will get to see photos of some of you wearing a Goop Tales t-shirt soon. So I will see you next time in episode 47 when we take a trip to Niagara Falls with Zeemsneeze. Okay, thanks for listening. And remember, make every day a goop day.